heart of Wellington, Kansas, Powder and String Outfitters is your down-home, one-stop shop for all things shooting sports and outdoors. Welcome to the Powder and String Podcast. All right, welcome everybody back to the Powder and String Podcast. I greatly appreciate all the listeners tuning in today. I have with me John Beard. And John, you are the owner of Birds Only Taxidermy. Did I get that correct? That is correct. After 28 years. 28 years. So I came across your uh, Facebook page uh, uh, probably eight months ago or a year ago. And I was just blown away at your talent. So for any of our listeners out there, if you want to see some of the best taxidermy that you will ever see, um, I highly recommend you go on to the social media, um, birds only taxidermy and look at John's work. It is mind blowing. Um, so I've been, you know, slobbering all over your, your social media pages and then reached out to you, I don't know what month ago or said, Hey man, I need to have you on the podcast because it just fits naturally here with pattern string and you know what we got going on and, and, uh, so back and forth and here we are today. And, uh, John, if you would, why don't you just, uh, start off by maybe telling listeners out there a little bit about yourself and you know, what you do and where you're from and all that good jazz. Yeah. Kip, I just glad we finally got this pulled together where we get to do this. But, uh, Again, my name's John Beard. I've been in doing taxidermy for 28 years, just turkeys. I uh, kind of created a niche for myself many years ago, but I was also a mechanical engineer for 25 of those 28 years. So I kind of had two jobs, and I, uh, I retired from the engineering world after 25 years uh, two years ago. So I've been full-time uh, as far as my business, birds only taxidermy for two years full-time. Uh, I've always kind of, it's always been a full-time job. I just always had to do it at night and on the weekends, but uh, I just do turkeys. Um, you know, I get a lot of uh, compliments as far as being the best, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't look at myself as the best. I just look at myself as one who's just doing what he loves, and people love it. I, it social media has a way of getting our face before people, uh, used to years ago, only time anyone knew who you were was if you went to a show and, and won. And if you were lucky enough, you got in the NWTF magazines and, uh, uh, cause there wasn't Google, there wasn't computers when I started. There was, uh, your own marketing. Uh, you had to put a mount in a Walmart or your local sportsman store just to even be noticed. Um, so the journey's been, uh, great for me uh thanks to social media I've, it's gotten more and more popular and bigger and uh it's the way it, it usually works with the marketing side of it but i still don't look at myself as the best uh i do enjoy my work i even enjoy looking at it <laughs> my wife she comes in my shop quite a bit and she says uh, don't you think you need to call some people to pick up and cause there's about 60 birds in there right now and i'll show you guys during the podcast but if they're in there everywhere. I just don't like to call people to come pick them up because I truly enjoy walking in this shop behind me here and just uh, looking at my work. 
but I also love looking at other people's work too. I've got a lot of students uh, around the United States that I've had the privilege of teaching in the last uh, 18 years. Uh, do a lot of teaching, teach a lot of classes. Just taught one uh, this week, uh, Monday and Tuesday of this week. Had a guy come in from South Carolina. But I do hands-on. I do in-person. Uh, I do 100% hands-on. I do just watching classes. Uh, there are two days. I do also Zoom. Uh, thanks to the technology world, I do or I'll offer Zoom classes as well where they get me for a year and they get to hang out in my shop. Every day I'm in there, I log into my Zoom and you can click on the link if I send it to you. If, of course, if you're a student and you get to watch me all year. Um, that's a lot of turkey mounts <laughs> for people yeah. trying to learn. That's a it's a great benefit because to me, it's the best option if you ask me because you get to see it over and over and over and you get to interact and talk with me and ask questions and versus a two-day class you know you get me for two days that's it uh but the zoom has been very popular yeah as far as the teaching aspect of it uh yeah, so nice. it's a it is it's uh you know covid you know hit everybody with a, a you know right hook and my classes sorry how many bird just about hit me in the head but my classes, uh, my go-to was Zoom. Uh, that has been the best decision I ever made as far as the class portions. But I still have a lot of high volume. I average about three to, to let's just say, three to 400 turkeys a year uh, range as far as the business itself. I have two employees, one full-time, one part-time. Part-time, she just helps manage <laughs> She helps me with the chaos. I mount turkeys. Right. I just love to mount turkeys. Uh, my full-time guy, he's going to hopefully maybe in six years, I, I keep telling everybody I'll turn 60 and I'm fully retiring from the public's eye. I will still do taxidermy, still will be a, a part of it, but uh, I will be detaching myself from the public as far as that goes. Uh, but birds only will still be here, still will be going, but I'm hoping to hand that off to someone capable and has the ability. So you got a my, plan. Got a plan. It's, it is, I don't think it'll ever go away. I don't think I'll ever stop. People right. say retirement and I'm like, retirement's relative because I love well, mountain you, turkeys. Yeah. If you enjoy what you're doing for a living, then you're not, you don't ever have to work. Yeah. That's what I tell my kids all the time. Uh, I've got a, 23 year olds living in an apartment on the other end of my shop here and she just graduated college and she's starting to see the benefits of working for dad and because i've been trying to get i got four <laughs> kids just to let give you a little background there i'm married after 32 years of marriage we have four beautiful children i got a 25 year old a 23 year old an 18 year old all three of them are girls and i have one boy he's 15 um so i just did school drop off that's why i couldn't start till eight o'clock this morning but I, I get the freedom to come home and and take my kids to school and work from home. It's it's a I tell everybody it's a pretty good gig doing what I love, and my kids awesome. are starting to catch on to that. There, mm -hmm. so I'm hoping my my college student graduate will actually maybe she'll right now she's painting turkey heads for me. I've been teaching her on that aspect of it. And that's been really good. So, I can relate to that. I've got my. Uh... I've got three kids. My my youngest is uh, 22, and I can relate to that. They they seem like uh, 
like what I always tell my friends, you know, that are around my age, my kids are a lot older, relatively speaking. And, uh, actually just became a grandpa a year ago times two. And I got one on the way for number three. So it's, I mean, just tell you, it's cool having kids. It's even cooler having grandkids. Yeah. It's awesome. I forgot to mention my 25 year old has blessed us with a grandson as well. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) We went, we did grandparents day yesterday. It was the first time I ever got to do that. And I walked in there with my wife. I said, aren't we a little young for this? (laughs) I just I literally felt out of place. I'm like, I (laughs) I can totally relate to that. Yeah. It was just weird because I ain't gonna lie. Every grandparent in there looked like a grandparent. I right. I just don't fit the mold. I I felt like a duck out of water for a my daughter term, and I. But, if if we go do something, and uh, like let's say that Knox is with us or whatever, either one of my daughters, they we get the weird look like he's just a little bit too old for her, but <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like yeah. So they all they get weird. Naturally, they get weird. That's my dad, not my that's yeah. not my husband. Yeah, but, but especially with Knox, my grandson, he's got uh, my daughter. They're dark haired and everything, and not, he's just as blonde as could be. I mean, he looks just you know, <laughs> so it totally could be mine. But anyway, yeah, but yeah, I no, definitely relate to that. I can totally relate to this to what you're saying, and and as the kids get a little bit older, it's funny how they come around full circle, and and I have to tell my friends that. You know, as a parent, you kind of transition from when they're younger, you know, and you tell them something to do something or whatever. It's like, well, because I said so. But then yeah. as you get older, then and, and then their own, they're their own, you know, uh, human being, I guess, or adult or whatever is the right way to say it. Uh, then you have to figure out a way to have a relationship as a friend as well, because you know what's best for them. But yeah. Just like yourself, they're hard headed and they're going to learn on their own. And then they fi- finally come full circle and. Hey, you know what? I don't think Dad was wrong all that time. Yeah, I'm too far off. My wife, we just got a book and I read it a few months ago. It's how to parent your adult children. <laughs> yeah, it's just parenting, man. There's so many phases and levels. Yes. It just it never ends, and it's been a beautiful journey. Don't get me wrong. Just like everybody, we have our ups and our downs, our pains, our struggles, our joys, our excitements. But it's family. That's what family is. Absolutely, amen. It's not perfect, but it's it's us. It's who we are. Right. So, John, where uh, share with our listeners out there where you're located at. I'm in Dixon, Tennessee. I'm right off of I-40. I'm about 30 minutes west of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people, I'm right off I-40. I'm two miles from the exit. Pretty convenient spot, and it's always been a good spot. Uh, we're in our only home we've ever lived in uh, since marriage, so... It's the only home our kids have ever known. We've got two shops awesome. out back that I built. Uh, the one I'm sitting on in front of right now is I just built this shop two years ago prior to me retiring from my day job just so I'd have a, a place to, to work full time. Needed more room, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, it's, uh, yeah, Dixon, Tennessee it's, it's, it's where I'm at. Well, I've but, been, uh, been right there. I've got some real close friends of ours. Um, they live there. Well, right outside of Nashville, and I'm drawing a blank right now. They're up on the northwest side, kind of up in the in the hills or yeah. mountains or whatever you want to call it. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, um, my wife's lifelong friend, um, her best friend, they live up there. They used to live in uh, L.A. and moved out there about I don't know. Shoot, it's probably been five years ago, maybe six years ago, something yeah. like that. And um, so we're out there pretty regularly. So maybe next time I'll stop through and. And, yeah, for uh, sure. Meet you face to face. I tell everybody, 
believe it or not, there's a lot of people that come passing through and, and just out of the blue, they'll pull in and, and I don't have advertisement at the road unless you know my address on my website. You know, most people don't even know I even exist here, except for the people, of course, that's known me for years. But, but I have people sometimes just pull in just to want to meet me. I said, like, I was driving through and thought I'd make a point to stop. I was like, all right, good thing you caught me because you never know if I'm in or out or where I'm headed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been a, you know, I, I look back at all the people I've, I've got to meet over the years because I get birds from all over the U.S. and um, just great people. Uh, don't have anything negative to say about our industry uh, in the taxidermy world. It's just been a, God, it's just been a fun journey. It's just, it's turkeys, but I'm constantly trying to get better and better and better. That's Well, it shows uh, because I can tell you, I mean, we've got, I've seen taxidermy. We've got taxidermy in the shop. I've got taxidermy. You know, if you're a hunter, you've seen taxidermy and I don't, to the, to my knowledge, I don't know that I've ever laid eyes on one of them that you've done in person, but man, and I know from seeing pictures and, you know, uh, of other taxidermy and then you see it in person, like, man, you know, pictures don't do it justice. I can't even imagine that, that, what that's going to be like at some point. I know that I'll have a, I'll have the ability to lay eyes on some of your work. Um, you know, I'll, just because I'll of where you're located. That. Yep. I, I tell my students, because for an example, I, it, to get to even remotely close to what I'm doing today as a taxidermist took me roughly about 15 years of just pain and suffering, trial and error. And because, like I said, there wasn't a Google, there wasn't, you know, anybody teaching. Uh, you yeah. could get people to teach. Back in the day, it was hush mouth everything. And yeah, I, it was I like begged. A, it was probably like a like a cult, like they, nobody wanted it to let really their secrets out. I, I'm not going to lie. I think I would like to say uh, in the turkey industry, for sure, I kind of broke the mold on the teaching thing. Uh, I've always been an open book, one, but two, I've always, what was important to me is my time. I, I've always looked at my time as being my most valuable asset, no matter whether it's in Absolutely. my shop or in my family life. And I've always said I've, an open book and love to teach. I just want you to pay me for my time. And it's pennies in comparison to, and I tell them, I said, like, for example, one of my zoom students, he's very, very good taxidermist today. His name is Seth French. Um, he's down South Georgia. Great guy. Great. And he just learned through zoom. And I've mm -hmm. never met him before other than through zoom and his first mm -hmm. Turkey mount now look just as good as what I'm doing today. And I, Remember shaking my head and calling Shane, Shane Smith and I, we do a lot of co-teaching and, uh, just expanding our industry in general together as a team. And I remember sitting in the picture and he just, we're just shaking our heads because what he accomplished in one setting after being on Zoom for, let's say a couple of months, he was able to mount something that took me 15 years. That's amazing. That's but awesome. Today, we with the technology and the open book mindset of, of of you know sharing what we know, you know our industry's gotten better. Now there's turkey taxidermists everywhere. Good turkey taxidermists, uh, and that's a big deal because used to it was one person. You know he'd get seven hundred to a thousand turkeys a year. I mean it was great, but now you know that's spread out all over the states which makes it more 
to me, better for our consumers and, and, and our customers because now you don't have to pay shipping. You don't have to yeah. go spend 12 hours of driving. Now I've got a guy that's probably in your area I can refer you to and let you look at his work because it may be just as good as mine. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we kind of share the wealth, I guess you would say, because there's so much work, turkey work, people just don't know. That's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's just... I love that mindset. I 100% agree with it. Um, I've always said that, you know, competition is best in business. It doesn't matter what it is. And to have that, that mindset of helping others, I mean, that's just, that's genuinely what it's all about. Um, there's nothing it really more is. Than, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing more fulfilling that I get as a business owner um, is when one of my employees is successful. When I yes. see them and, and, and the businesses that I own, it's not a, you know, my employees are not going to be lifelongers. It's not like, man, you know, I'm going to, but it's a stepping stone. It's a starting point. And when you see those employees that, you know, have been with you for two, three, four, five, I've got some that have been with me for over 10 years. When you see them go and be successful, man, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Knowing you had a part to play in that. That's it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it's very self uh, fulfilling for me. It's gratifying. It's edifying, yes. actually. Um, I tell all my students all the time because there is nothing I love better than seeing them succeed. And I, yes, and out of all the let's just say few hundred people I've had the privilege of teaching, I I think of Ryan scares. He just won second in the world uh, show. Uh, I can go down the list of Nick Walkers, the Seth Frenches, the Josh West. The, there are so many good people out there today that, and man, they are good. And I say good, they're better than I am in some areas, uh, doing just as much volume as I am. And there is, to me, that is the pinnacle of, of success for me because I had the opportunity to, to teach someone that, uh, something they were already passionate about. They just didn't know how to where now they're, they have full-time businesses. They're at home. They're not working for, uh, the man per se. They, they work for themselves. They're successful. That's, they're, they're running a great business. Uh, awesome. and every one of them are taught how to, you know, take care of your customers. They're your, they're in other words, they're, I'm not teaching a money hungry business, get it while you can mentality. I'm teaching them how to have a self-sustaining business that will always be there. As long as you teach, as long as you treat your people one with the most utmost respect and give them the best quality that you have to give at a great price. I said, and you treat them right, do what you say. You will always have work. I don't care what it is. This, yeah. But in the tax number world, we're starting to get some bad raps about long lead times and stuff like that. And uh, and it is it is a uh, a part of the business that a lot of people don't understand. Uh, I get calls. I just had a call yesterday. Want to know where how how his turkey was looking, and he just dropped it off three months ago. <laughs> and I had the privilege to tell him. I said, dude, I've I'm in the process of finishing the last 30 of the 367 I took last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I haven't even started this year, and you're number 142 on the list, so it's going to yeah. be a little while. Yeah. So helping people understand and on the front end. Communication. Uh, 
communication because our bad rap of the taxidermy industry is that we, oh yeah, I'll get your work done. I, and we get your money and we, we don't call you back for five years. That is not a good business. That will never self-sustain it right. itself. It, uh, it's going to have a huge market and negative to it because, but some taxidermists will tell you straight up if you come to them, you're got a, he's, I know one of my good friends, good student. He's four years out, four years. And, uh, his work is magnificent. It's just four years. You know, some people don't want that. And yeah, so but if I he's let, up front with people and tell yeah, them up front, exactly. it's four years, then yep. they know that it's going to be that and they have that expectation. And if he gets yep. it done in three and a half, then hey, they're tickled silly. Yes. And that's, that's like, uh, I offer an expedited service, which means I put you in front of the list. In mm-hmm. other words, if you pay the extra, which that's two thousand uh, dollars is what people pay just to have a turkey moved to the front of the list and mounted now. Uh, well, that's predicated upon me just doing that and you agreeing to it, but that doesn't come with a two week turnaround time. You know, right. from my fault, I'm having to learn, and I just did a post recently of explaining expedited and what that looks like. What that means is I put you at the front of the list, but there's maybe eighteen more that's in the front of the list. It's mm-hmm. on that expedited list, and now you're number 19. Mm-hmm. So your expedited date isn't predicated upon a, a ter- certain turnaround time or a, or a date and time. It's uh, expedited. You're at the top relative. of the, exactly, and it, it. But again, it's me explaining that, it's communicating that with the customer. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, for this p- perfect example, you know, he thought it was going to be a four month turnaround time. He said it's been four months, nine days. I said. Well, well, I said, well, let me explain expedite to you. And that's whenever I'll, I learned, okay, I need to clarify. I, you know, people need to understand what expedite looks like and what it actually means. Well, so when you get for our listeners out there, if you're just listening to this and you're not on, um, don't have the ability to look at it from the video standpoint, just do yourself a favor. You will enjoy it. Go look at his work. I mean, it's what you're putting out is not something that just happens you know, quickly it, it's, you know, perfection takes time and it, and what you put out is, is world-class and, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, refrain names. One of my good friends is a plastic surgeon, love him to death, does great work. Awesome person, about as, about as good of a human being as you're going to find out there. And, uh, he's a big time hunter and, uh, my wife and I, a dear friend and my, my wife and I went over to his house, uh, several years ago and he had decided he was going to, try to do some taxidermy and he had some, uh, bobcats. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. That he's a dang good plastic surgeon, but yep. one would think that somebody who's a doctor and a plastic surgeon, it would be a natural transition, you know, to go into taxidermy, you know, and I can just tell you that's not a good assumption. I'm just, again, I'm yeah. just going to leave it at that. And I love you. to I love you to death. <laughs> the doctor knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, and I, I get it, and that's, I, I know, y'all may have heard of Carl Ray. He's was known for his day and time, but he, you know, he, his famous quote is, "It ain't rocket science, Bo." And he, he come and picked up a bird. I had the privilege of doing for him, and he, he said, "You don't go to a foot doctor for a backache." You know, he, it's mm-hmm. just he's just trying to help you understand that you know, I've always been the guy that. Like if I get an, me and my son's getting ready to go on our first ever elk hunt. 
uh, here in two weeks, uh, New Mexico. Yeah. Mexico, New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And we've never done it before, but guess what? If my son's successful on getting a, a a nice bull, I'm going to be researching and doing my homework and I'm going to be picking, picking for me the best elk taxidermist that's out there. Cause that's, that's who great. I want to do. I was going to ask that question. I mean, that's one of the questions I got in my mind, you know, that I want to go over. Uh, I've got, a, I've got more than what we can go over in this, in this time frame. but, um, you, you don't do any, I mean, I, I know your the name of your business is birds only taxidermy and I know nothing about taxidermy. Um, but one would think that taxidermy transitions over from, you know, birds to deer to elk to, Maybe not fish, but how, I, please I explain that. I get calls that. on all of them. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you're asking the question because it's one I get asked a lot. Uh, I actually had a class question this morning via messenger. want to know if I taught a reptile class. <laughs> so <laughs> I get, I, I see, when people see the word taxidermy, it, uh, it, it comes with many different, different avenues or, and it's all relative to the person, but, I was hoping years ago when I come up with birds only, you know, well, birds is a very broad category. And uh, and I've recently still thinking about doing it. I'm probably going to pull the plug this year or next year. My daughter come out of her marketing class and she come home excited. I said, Dad, I got the perfect name for your business. And uh, she is Beards Only. Uh, obviously, my last name being Beard, uh, it's and turkeys have beards and so it's it's kind of the perfect name uh for my business so i'm probably going to be switching that so, eventually so are you announcing that here on powder and string podcast it's first yeah you're, it, you're you are hearing it here first uh i'm not gonna lie shane's been ta- trying to get me to do it for a long time and it it just makes sense it's just agree. a logistics deal and it's it, I'm, I'm not gonna lie it's it's about a seven thousand dollar investment to to rebrand and name as far as my website and all the other stuff that comes along with my logo that i've had made and that i use for my business it just it's just making it happen uh i but i'll be honest with you it's you know i look at all the marketing tools i'm i'm really retired i'm really just doing what i love uh i do get to make a great living at what I do for me and my family. Very blessed in that area. Uh, it's just, I don't have to do it. So whenever I make these kind of decisions after 28 years of doing it, I, I'm like, ah, if there was a day that would have been a great idea. But yeah, how did I not think it, of that? But kudos and, I, to and I know, for- yeah, no doubt. And it's like, cause that she definitely come out with a, a great name and a marketing tool for the business, but we'll see right now. I, that is my game plan. Uh, it just, but when people say birds only, well, I get calls on parakeets. I get calls on hummingbirds, go down the list of all, even the birds you're not even allowed to have. I get calls on them. It's just what people do, uh, because they hear birds only. And, uh, that's a problem sometimes. Uh, but I do get a lot of, waterfowl calls and uh recently had a local uh game warden he contacted me about a bald eagle that they have uh received from a lady who hit it with a car and it's going to be a beautiful project for the main office so i'm hoping got my fingers crossed for that one i've never done one but i'm going to 
go in with Shane Smith and we're going to do that one together because he has the experience with the Eagles. Yeah. Because I want to incorporate a turkey with it. You know, uh, there's many avenues you can go artistic wise with it. So I can't wait. I hope you get to that. That, That's going to be cool. Yeah, we'll do another podcast on it. Uh, Absolutely. It's definitely going to be one of those I can do show step by step in the podcast where we can show phases of it. Like, you know, we're in the setup phase or the skinning phase and uh, definitely things we can do that because it's it's going to be a big deal project wise. Uh, well, that's I mean, a big deal. But stuff just, like that excites me. Yeah, that's a big deal. Just I mean, for the listeners out there that may not know, I mean, hopefully they do, but you can't even um, you can't even possess a feather of yeah. an eagle. Yep. It's a it's a federal offense to have a feather, unless I think I, I'm sure you maybe you know, but there's something if you're a Native American you can have it, and there's some certain Native ways, but, Americans have, but they have to have the permits. But it's like permits, me, I yep. I can't have the the eagle until all the paper proper paperwork is in order, which none, no ego can be mounted. Uh, if I remember the law correctly, unless it's being donated to an educational, uh, like a school or a museum right. or, uh, anything that has the native Americans, they have a totally different, um, set of guidelines that are just for them. Uh, but, for me to, to actually have it, it's, it can't ever be sold. It's not something right. that can be marketed. It, it literally is going to be used for educational purposes yeah. only. Uh, so there is, but if you're doing it for the local TWRA, that's a great thing. So yeah. they know, they know the paperwork. I just get to yeah. enjoy, hopefully, I, hopefully I get to do it. I've, I've, I've really got my fingers crossed on it because it is a beautiful, mature bald eagle. It was gorgeous. He sent me a picture of it. It was, so birds only has a a very broad window of, yeah. of things you could be doing, but I just do wild turkeys only. Uh, you, now, uh, real quick, like I had something pop in my mind. It was about the bald eagle. I remember I was on vacation. Um, this has been several years ago. We were up in uh, somewhere up in up in the mountains in Colorado, in a little you know little town, and they had a stuffed bald eagle. And I was immediately, and I saw it walking. It was, and it was kind of like a rustic shop. It wasn't a, you know, taxidermy shop. And so I immediately went in there. I was intrigued as could be, and it was for sale. And then you read the whole letter and it was a very good quality. It wasn't really as big as what I, what a bald eagle would be. As you read on the taxidermist and he did a pretty good quality job. Um, there wasn't a single feather on there that was an eagle feather. They were feathers from yeah. all different birds and he had made this and it was it was impressive. Very um, impressive. I, yeah. I've so, seen that before. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. But when you're talking about an eagle, that was the first thing that popped in my mind is just the rarity of being able to taxidermy an eagle mm-hmm. is just, an, that's an actual eagle. Um, and just the, um, I mean, the, the pride and stuff of that, you know, it's our bird. It's the American, yeah. yeah. it's the American bird, bird of America. It's, you yeah. know, it's just, that's just totally awesome. They're that's, so majestic and big. Oh and, man. People don't realize just how beautiful one. I know I, you can I see agree. them always from a distance, but man, if you ever see one up, they're just unbelievable in we, size. We here in Kansas, we have we didn't. They're not common in the wintertime. They'll migrate migrate in. Um, but I want to say back around, I was probably fifteen or sixteen years old. I I was waterfowl hunting, and you know the old timers that you hunted with. Um, they started showing up and they were saying, you know, these guys were saying that's the first Eagle they had ever seen. And these guys were in, yeah. their, you know, 60s, 70s at the time. 
and they'd never laid eyes on one. And I remember one time uh, I was duck hunting and I'd, I'd wounded one and the lake that I hunted on is just a local lake here. It's about uh, a half to three quarters of a mile wide and, you know, maybe two miles north to south. And that duck was kind of chilling out in the middle and he had been for, you know, a while. Um, and we just continued to hunt, whatever. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, here comes this eagle. And I didn't have to worry about going to the other side and wherever, whichever direction the wind was blowing anymore because that eagle took I him. I know where this is going. <laughs> and that bird, that eagle came and got him. And he you know, took off. It was the coolest thing in the world to see. And uh, nowadays, we have a little watershed here. Uh, that lake is about 10 miles away from here, uh, from, from, from Wellington, from the town, if you will. And we have a little watershed. Um, and we have a, 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 a couple of a pair of eagles, a nesting pair here local that they're here pretty much year round now. And that's just yeah. cool. But they're a different size. I mean, you see them in the air. You can definitely tell the difference between, you know, a turkey oh, desert yeah. or a they're, yeah. they're huge and just majestic. Oh, yeah. And just it's just it's cool as can be. I look they're, at them. I see them in fields a lot here. We have quite a bit of them, but you'll see a, a deer that was run over by a car just on the side of the road. And mm -hmm. you see this eagle that literally is as big as the body on the deer that he's yeah. eating off of standing yep. over it. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, you know, I was thinking about that. I went on my first duck hunt last year in Real Foot uh, here in Tennessee. And and I've never been duck hunting until then. Mm -hmm. And no joke, I, I bet we saw 50 eagles. I mean, they're covered in them. Really? But they're literally yeah. just sitting around waiting for a duck to get shot out of the sky. <laughs> I, oh, feel, yeah. I mean, they will, they'll dip down and scarf them up, man, just as, I mean, you have to really be on your toes to get on your ducks when you get them down because they, they're sitting in trees just watching and waiting. Uh, wow. Yeah. Saw a lot of that's so kind of like when I like to deep sea fish, you go deep sea fishing. And, you know, for people that haven't been deep sea fishing or go for the first time, everybody wants to see a shark. But the last thing that you want to do whenever you're deep sea fishing is to see a shark because, you start reeling in and you, you get, you literally get back part of a fish. And if that yeah, exactly. you know, if sharks around and once that's happened, then you just reel in and move to the next spot because you're not going to get a, the likelihood of you getting a fish all the way to the boat is slim to none. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I was that person. I remember, you know, going out deep sea fishing, you know, for the first couple of times, like, man, I really want to see a shark. I want to catch a shark. And, and those deckhands are like, no, you don't, no, you don't. No, you and don't, then, man. Yeah. Yep, but yeah. yeah, it's so it's very similar to that. I can I can totally I can imagine. So I don't so know back if you can hear just yeah, a real quick. But my employee was coming; he's getting ready to yeah. blow dry a bird off. I just like I don't think y'all can hear any background. I just want to make no, sure you're totally I don't fine. Interrupt. We did we did a podcast here a while back with uh, with uh, Randy Couture, the UFC fighter. Yeah, and uh, he was up in uh, it is at his um, cabin up in the mountains in Arizona. Uh, very similar, to exact same setup as what you're doing. And uh, they were putting a metal roof on his on his house while we were going. So I got you. And we don't we don't do any like this right here. We're not going to cut this part out. I want it to be raw. I don't want it to be manufactured. Uh, about the Good. only time that we really do any kind of editing or anything like that is if you got to use the restroom or something. And we'll just pause it for a minute and then start back up so that way the listeners yeah. don't have to sit there and wait for two or three minutes. But good. Well, we try it helps me to know that. Yeah, I'm new no. to this, so it's it's a. I just want to make sure I wasn't doing something I shouldn't. So no, I, I shut him down, though. I said, no, don't blow dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so no. He went no, back you're, in. You're totally fine. It's not a big deal at all. Um, so back to the taxidermy and, and the difference between, I mean, so I'm assuming that you just, you, you'd said just a few minutes ago that your son 
um, goes and shoots an elk that you're not going to do the elk. You're going to find somebody else to do it. Is that, is that because, I mean, obviously, and I know you and I have not talked to talk before and we, and we don't know each other prior to this for our listeners out there, but I know just from this little bit that you know quality and you want quality. Mm -hmm. And so while you may be able to do that, you want that thing to be pristine uh, to, to, to cherish the memories for, for people, for generations. Exactly. And, you know, and this is a, a great opportunity to, to compare and contrast how you can actually, and I, this is how I try to teach my customers whenever they call me, a lot of people will window shop and, and I get that. And I totally support that, encourage that uh, because I tell people, don't just assume because they say they're a tax nervous that they're going to give you the quality that's in your head because because of social media, we've educated a lot of people over the years and people know the difference of good looking taxidermy and really bad. And mm-hmm. regardless of, of what people say about it, it's you we've educated so many people to where they know what they want in their head. They screenshot my photos, they screenshot some yeah. of my students photos and they go to their tax and say, I want that. And, uh, mm-hmm. they drop it off and they leave it. And if they get it back and it don't look like that, there's where the rubber meets a road. And, uh, and disappointment usually comes in because they went to a deer guy and had his Turkey done, you know, and yeah. the guy had just done it because it's his friend. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. But he didn't get the quality he was hoping. And just like for me in this elk, here's how I'm going to research. And I, here's how I tell people to do it with turkeys. First of all, I Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, I ask all my friends in mm-hmm. the taxidermy world, because I got a lot of them that I can right. go to and say, all right, who's the elk guy out there? But even that, I did not go go look at their work. Mm-hmm. I then want to go in their shop if I have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I want to see recent work. And this is what I tell all my, my customers. I say, go to anyone you want. I said, but make sure they have recent work in their shop when you show up. If they do not have a recent turkey mount that they've done probably that week, let's just say that month. I said, they're pro- it's a really good red flag that that's probably not your guy uh, because there's deer everywhere or there's elk or there's alligators or there's something other than a right. turkey. And, uh, and that's usually the first red flag that lets me know that that's not my guy. And my elk guy, whoever I choose that person to be, he better have some recent work. He better have a shop full of elk. I mean, I'm I'm not going to just anybody. Now, that being said, that's me. I'm a quality shopper. A lot of right. people are price shoppers. You get what you pay for in taxidermy. Can you uh, say that again? You get what you, you pay get for. What you pay for. And you get what you uh, pay for, not only in taxidermy, but just about everything in life. Anything. And I, if, if I've said it once, I've said it a billion times over my lifetime, but it's also true in everything in life. You have someone build a house, you get what you pay for in a contractor. Yep. You get what you pay for in your subs. Same mindset. And I just, and I do a lot of remounts for people. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask you that. So if somebody has a bad turkey, because I don't know that, I, I didn't know that the, the, the answer to that question. If somebody has a bad turkey mount, can it be fixed? Can it be? Can you? Can they send it to a guy like you and you make it look good again? Yes. Here's how it and happens. Is it, and is it the same price or is it more? Same price. Like a, 
Okay, so if so if the they shot a bird, it costs and, more. Yeah. The only time it costs more is let's say you brought me a bird that you just had mounted and you paid mm-hmm. seven hundred bucks for it to have it right. mounted and you got it back and it just oh my gosh it's a uh-huh. train wreck. John, can you fix this? Yes, I can get another cape and replace it and and use the spurs and the beard off of your bird because that's mm-hmm. really what most hunters that's what most of us cherish right. the most. Uh, unless there's some unique coloration about the bird that requires a, a, a very special cape, which is which usually means you can't get. Uh, those are very rare cases. But like if you brought me an Eastern, yes, I wouldn't charge you for another cape. I keep Eastern capes all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you brought me an isolated turkey from uh, down around Guatemala, and yeah. You have you to fly there. You can, well, guess what? That's going to cost me anywhere from five hundred bucks to fifteen hundred bucks to get a cape, just for a cape, because they're they're only in Guatemala. They're only in that part of the world, and right. I can't just call somebody up and get it. We just I have had, to do. Uh, a, we just had uh, was it Jeff Buds? Was that who the who we had on a couple weeks ago? Uh, I think his name is Jeff Buds. Do you know him? He's in the turkey I've heard world. Heard the name. He has shot a hundred and thirteen grand slams. Wow, that's just hard to even fathom. That's what he and he's. I'm going to say guesstimate his age at late fifties. Oh wow! Yeah, he said the next closest guy that is on the list is in the sixties, and that guy passed away in two thousand nine. And it was one of his dear friends. And the next closest living guy on that list is uh, in the 40s for Grand Slams. And he shot the Royal Slam and the, uh, what's the other one? The Grand Slam, the Royal Slam, and the, I'm drawing a blank. World Slam. World Slam. The World, Royal, Grand. But yeah, that's that's incredible. I I still have yet to ever got an oscillated turkey, which would, I guess they call that the Royal that's the Slam. royal. Yeah, the oscillated, yeah. the Rio, the uh oh, no, I'm Goulds. Rio that Goulds, Eastern Merriam, Eastern. Marion. What's the one that's in Arizona? Uh, Osceola. Osceola, thank you. Yeah. No, the Osceola's yeah. in Florida. Yeah, Osceola's in Florida. Osceola, Merriam, East. I always have to thank you to myself. Osceola. Jeff told us a way to remember it, and I don't remember how he told us how to remember it. <laughs> he had you an acronym think after for 28 it. years, I could just slap that out there real quick. Right, yeah. What's the I one that's down in it. Arizona and Mexico, in northern Mexico? Uh, uh, those are Goulds. Goulds, uh, you that's got right, yeah. Goulds, yep. And so you usually Goulds have to go to the, Mexico. Yeah, the Goulds and the, and the Oscillated are the ones that are in Mexico. The Osceola is in Florida. They also and he told have us a Mexican slam you can get as well. They call it, uh, which is the ghouls, the oscillated, and the Rio, uh, and I think a Miriam. I think, and you can get all those species. Of, if I'm not messing this up, I think that they call it the Mexican slam. But you mm-hmm. can actually, because uh, I just did a piece for a guy who did a a Mexican slam, and he of uh, Rios. He uh, mm-hmm. he killed a Mexican Rio. A Colorado State record Rio, believe it or not, and a uh, Kansas Rio. Mm-hmm. He killed four different Rio. Anyways, I'm probably messing it up. But anyways, they have a Mexican slam too. Yeah. Well, Jeff, man, he was a world of knowledge. And we just did a podcast with him. And it's, he was, I mean, and 
he he told us the way he did it because he said he gets checked all the time. People want you know he's got it all documented and everything. He has to. He said he shot so many turkeys that he was he was actually smart enough. He said I started putting it on an Excel spreadsheet so I could yeah. keep everything straight. But basically, the way he did it was um, he lived in lives in Florida, and he said there's there's a way to legally shoot four um, Osceola turkeys a year, and so he was obviously shooting the other three you know, species. Yeah. And so he would able, you know, so every year he was basically for, for the last, you know, whatever that'd be 25 years, he was shooting four Osceola's, but he said, he's, he said, he just had it. He, he's got a, a young son, younger son, I think, you know, 10 years older, a little under, and he's going to, uh, he said, oh, we're going to start focusing on him. He said, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to shoot as many anymore, but he, he said, he thinks his son's going to, he's going to try to get pretty, his son set up. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Uh, I, I think one of my friends, uh, his name is Tim Yates. He just got the 50 states. Uh, he just got 49. one in every state. 49, yeah. Yeah, so Alaska that was him. Jeff talked about that, too. He's got one in all 49 states, too. Yeah. He's done that. Yeah. Man, this guy was, this guy, I mean, every about every three or four word out of his mouth was a gobble. <laughs> <laughs> or a cluck. Well, I've, I've always been, a, you know, people look at me because I do turkey tax as um, some turkey expert. Uh, but well, your last name's Beard, are, and I never even I know, it. it's just very fitting. I was actually telling my wife, I'm thinking about building another shop because I, I need more room, and I just built this one. So I was looking at a new address, near, not even five miles from where I'm at right now, it's Turkey Creek, Turkey Road, Turkey Creek Road. So there I said, man, that would be fitting. I said, birds only taxidermy or beards only, depending on what I wind up with, on Turkey Creek Road. <laughs> That's There you go. <laughs> Who does just turkey. So it, yeah, Have it's, you ever been just, called a turkey? Oh, I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> 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 turkey was one of the nicer versions of there things I've been called in the past. But, yeah. I've, so uh, let's get I back just, to it. I'm having a good time, and we're getting off track. Yeah. Back to, to, to being a turkey taxidermist as opposed to a you know big big game or whatever obviously it's different and and i'm also assuming that fish is a completely different world all on its own totally agree uh i it i can't stress it enough to find a specialty uh, i get it there's guys out there that do everything and they're probably pretty good at all of them i'm i've always tried to encourage people just to find a, people that specialize in their art uh there are deer guys what it is. there's it's deer art. guys it is it really is it is just you know i, I look at uh, what is this rick carter and the people that are just unbelievable with whitetail well i know other whitetail guys too that are good but these guys are a whole different level of good as far as if you're if you know what to look for i'd have to be educated i'm not a deer guy i don't I'm not a duck guy. I don't have you care ever about done anything, anything turkey. other than a turkey. You know, years ago I did my own a uh, couple of my own deer just to see what it was like. I wet tanned uh-huh. it, did everything in the research at those particular times because there was no Google. But yeah. uh, I mounted a couple of deer, and I I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was pretty easy. It was kind of boring to me, um, so I didn't really do it uh, moving forward, of course. But uh, I've done a couple of. Of, of deer in my lifetime <laughs> i've done one duck swore i'd never do another one uh my cousin he asked for a duck recently come on just do it i like 
I swear I'll never do that again. I, I did See, one I pheasant. Ask two is is that you know again when somebody has zero knowledge of taxidermy, I would assume. Yeah. And we all know what assuming does, but I would assume that. Yeah. Duck, turkey, quail, turkey. I mean, you know, people look at a pheasant like Shane. He'll tell you it's just a baby turkey. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, you where it's just a bird. Uh, they have humerus bones. They have leg bones. They have all the parts that most birds have, and it's just but. Here's where I draw the line. My mind, my eyes, my brain is, is literally 100% of the time thinking yep. about a turkey, looking yep. at a turkey, yep. studying a turkey, every aspect, all the time. Mm-hmm. To pull out and do a, a pheasant or a duck of any species of duck, uh, that's mind-blowing. I, I still shake my head at some of my students that, that can stop doing turkeys and all of a sudden switch over to do a deer and switch over and do a duck. My mind doesn't work that way. Well, uh, yeah, it's probably kind of, it's, I mean, it's an, as we ever said, it's art. You're an artist. And I mean, we have an in-house engraver, uh, Brian, he is amazing, talented, sends his work all over the world. And, but he'll say that when he starts on a project, he wants to finish that project because his mind and eyes and everything is flowing yeah. in that. And he doesn't just engrave on firearms for us. He also has his own shop where he builds from scratch spurs, um, buckles, bits, anything. I mean, it's a full blacksmith shop, basically. And he's got a crew, you know, and everything. And they build everything from raw metal. And it's amazing. I mean, they've sent, like I said, they've got spurs that's on yellow, the the show Yellowstone and all the, the you know, the ones that have came off of that. He sent, I don't know, 15, he got 15 or so pairs of them that are on there. And they're all hand engraved. I mean, none of it's laser. It's all made from hand. But it's the same thing. It probably, you know, or, or, you know, saying to a cabinet builder, you know, go frame me out a house. Yeah, they both work with wood, yeah. but it's different. Very different. And, and I, I, I just, my mind's always there. In other words, I'm not switching gears. And, and that's, to me, that's very important. Uh, so it's a, when you're searching, that's the kind of things I look for personally. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie that elk. <laughs> Lord willing, if we get one, I'm going to. I'm going to do that kind of research. Yeah, it's when do you go? It's going to be a journey. Uh, October seventh through the eleventh is our hunt date. Okay. Uh, So we're going to leave like on the fourth. It's about a. We're going to be driving. Uh, There's three of us: me, my son, and my friend. My friend, he's got an elk tag in a different unit, but he's about two hours from us. My son's got our elk tag. I only got one uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm going. I've never done it either. It is my dream hunt, but I. There's nothing better than watching your own 15-year-old son, I hope. That's my game plan. I'm planning on being that guy. Not only do I write the checks, but I'm going to video all of it. Absolutely. Um, I want to save every minute. Is it a tree hunter? Is it a – It's uh, a rifle. So – Rifle, right at rut. (laughs) When we get done, I'll get get with you. Tacticam. Yeah. We're we're sponsored by Tacticam. Uh, We're a dealer forum. We've got a pro staff. And I'll get you hooked up with some stuff from Tacticam. Do that because yeah. there is nothing better than I, I'm going to capture every moment that I possibly can. And then I'll give it to your guy. Y'all can edit. And we'll, yeah, no, that's we'll exactly what I was going to tell you. Yeah, we've got these uh, Tacticams that we use for our um, for our number. We, we've got four cameras in the, in the studio. So, yeah, there you go. So, Oh, sweet. We That's actually a... Uh, that's actually a, uh, a a camera that's designed to go um, on your scope, and it'll film through the scope. 
and uh, we figured out a way to get it to where it um, we can incorporate it in here and use it for our when we have in studio guests, so we can get you know up close different angles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, different angles. Yep, thank you. And so, but um, it's crazy how easy. How mu- I'm not gonna say easy. That's not the right word. How much easier it has become to get video, um, and, and really and truly relatively inexpensive, uh, comparatively yeah. speaking to, you know, even ten or fifteen years ago, uh, trying to get filming was just cumbersome. I mean, it was it was hats off to those guys that started it because it's oh yeah I mean, oh man no doubt yeah crazy yeah, <laughs> which makes me think about tax and I think of how we. I started all those years yeah. ago compared to what it looks like today. And it, I still just shake my head. It's amazing. Well, you talked about zoom and you talk about, you know, technology when used in the right application um, is just amazing. Uh, and, yes. it, and it does make things easier and better. And I just love your attitude because I feel the exact same way about, you know, if you're doing good and you're, and, and you have a quality product competition only makes you become better. And if you can help yes. somebody, somebody's always going to help you as well. And you didn't get to where you were without having to help somebody. So that's what it's all about is helping, helping everybody out. And, and, you know, taxidermy is, is, is probably, uh, I'm going to say my opinion is very similar to the two A industry, the second amendment industry and the hunting industry as well is, is that we're being attacked, you know, all the time by people that don't understand the industry and don't mm-hmm. realize exactly how much we care about these animals that we're harvesting. And, you know, we're talking about the second amendment, the, the, the guns that we, you know, we use, how much we care about those guns, that the safety of them, that, you know, all of that, that, that it's not just something that we take lightly. Um, and so the, be- the more that we stick together and we, you know, try to educate people and share that with them, the more that they can see that what it is. And then we're not, you know, out here on an island by ourselves. Yes. So it's definitely, it's definitely something that it requires an army to continue to educate and to share and to just inform people because people, yeah. you know, taxidermy in, in the, the day had a bad rep because, you know, like today, for example, if I go to one of my son's school events or, you know, you know, you see a dad or a mom, you know, so what keeps you busy? You know, what do you do for a living? You know, I'm, I'm taxidermist. Ugh, taxidermist. Ugh. You know, they, everybody relates to blood or guts or, you know, go down the list of whatever people have in their head of what taxidermy, taxidermy is because of what the past has taught them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not even remotely close to the case, but it's educating them. And once you educate them and, and you give them the math behind what you're doing and you say you give them the math behind like my business, for example, they hear the math and they do the math in their head. They're like, so you want to teach me how to do this? Yeah, <laughs> Before you exactly. know it, everybody wants to be a taxidermist. Uh, it's just such a huge industry uh, that I cherish greatly because and it's something I want to see continue on. I was just talking to Shane yesterday. There's techniques that we know as taxidermists that don't ever need to die. And what I mean by that, we need to be teaching it. We need to be sharing it so that whenever we are dead and gone, the techniques that we have learned over time gets passed on. 
Um, there are so many things we do in the, in our industry that is so beneficial to our industry, but yet a lot of people are so secretive about it. They feel like they can't, they don't want to give it away. They're afraid, you know, I can't give that secret away. Well, that secret is what's keeping our industry going yeah. and some things never should die. So I encourage well, Shane cause secret, he's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. That secret wasn't a secret that you, somebody else shared their secret with you. So and that's not, so exactly. it's not necessarily a secret. So don't you have a responsibility to. You know, to, to pass that along. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's, I really believe we all in our industries, regardless, have a, a obligation to pass it on. If we don't, it's, it, it will go away. Uh, it's like yeah. our amendment, uh, our, our rights to carry and bear, bar, bear arms. Uh, it could go away anytime if we don't fight for that and stand together. <clears throat> you, I watched a video on your social, on your social media page, uh, I believe it's a Facebook page. <laughs> And you talk to uh, your consumers about preparing the bird, shipping the bird, that kind of that kind of, and how important it is. And can you can you kind of give the, the listeners out there if they've harvested yeah. a turkey, what's that what's that look like? What's the best way to set up that taxidermist for success? Yes, that uh, the very first thing I do, and I tell everybody, is to three or four paper towels, fold it up and placed in a sandwich bag that has a roll of electrical tape or zip ties. Some people are going to zip ties. Anything simple and light. This all compresses to a very small no, a package, no bigger than my hand, and just mm -hmm. as thick as my hand. Put those in your turkey vest. The moment the bird's harvested, uh, immediately I take out personally one or two paper towels, stick it down the throat, take the others, wrap around the head. Then I slide the sandwich bag over that, seal it with tape. I immediately drop it in a big, glad trash bag. That's how I take my birds out, like Santa Claus. I throw it on my back. I don't grab it by the feet. I literally drop it head first down in the bag and walk out with it that way, all the way to my shop. Uh, that is the ideal way to get it home and get it frozen uh, before you ship or bring to me. Um, after that, shipping is pretty simple. We've kind of dumbed it down over the years, but shipping – you can second day guarantee it, second day ship it, uh, don't overnight it after it's been frozen solid. What I tell people to do is those black and yellow lid totes you can get at Walmart for four or five bucks. Get one of those, drop your bird in it after he's frozen solid, wrap him in some paper towels or something as an insulator, tape it shut, address written on top in Sharpie, take it to UPS, FedEx, whoever, and send it second day to my address. Uh, on a Monday, no later than a Tuesday, being uh, I don't want them to wait till Thursday or Friday because it could sit on a dock over the weekend, thaw out more so, and leak, and they could throw it away if there's anything that leaks. That's why I yeah. tell people to wrap them with towels or something to help capture any moisture because if the bird's frozen solid, it takes three to four days for a bird to thaw. A lot of people don't know that. They think, oh, do yeah, I need to like put it on dry ice or anything? Yeah. So don't, you don't need to be on dry ice or nothing. Uh, you don't need salt. Uh, they don't, there's these things that old school ways of doing things that, uh, we don't really need to incorporate anymore. Unless you're in the jungle in Guatemala and you don't have a freezer. Yeah. Salt's good then. But if you've got a freezer, you're coming back to the camp, skin that bird out, which you have to in Mexico because you can't bring meat across the border. But, once you get there and the camp, skin it out, put it in the freezer. Don't put salt in it. Salt's not needed if you're, it's a preservative if you're in the jungle and you don't have a freezer to immediately put your bird in. That's the only time salt 
That's where it come into play at years and ago. And most of the time, years if ago. you're going to be down there in, in the jungle, given the logistics and everything, you're going to be on a guide and they're going to know. Or well, that's know. the thing. That's just where <laughs> just, I've educated my hunters. They, You think they should know. And I tell them every year. Now, I've got a new rule going forward next year. This is a big deal for that. my hunters. Uh, for If that bird does not come back skin my way, and I send all my hunters with a video of how to – and I educate them on what not to do and how to do it. Uh, but if it comes back not skimming my way, it's an additional 500 bucks to be added to their taxidermy bill when I get it back because yeah. I have to overcome their laziness of uh, not staying with their bird, not skinning their bird, and allowing because what they believe is and what they're being told is whether well, the guy says they do it your way, they know everything. I like. So they get back to camp, the guy takes their bird off in another part of the camp and right. skins it they don't see nothing i'm like never leave your bird do not ever leave your bird they will butcher that thing to pieces and i ain't yeah. joking when i say that i don't mean that lightly because they i'm tired of having to recall the customer when whenever i get their birds finally and i get it and they are butchered yeah and they just flip out i'm like there's no way that bird was spotless when i killed it there was no i said totally get it and I, and I go through the scenario. I said, I know exactly what you did. He said, yes, you're right. I said, well, because of that, now you've got a trashy bird that needs a new $1,500 cape mm-hmm. if you want it mounted. And they may never go back. These are people right. that are spending six, $7,000 to go kill one bird. Mm-hmm. And they just assume that that guy knows what they're doing. Do not assume. That is the first number one yeah. rule. Well, that's Do not point. assume your guide what and, I did? and people. Yeah, I would have thought that. It, it it's a it's a big deal, uh, and it's so frustrating. What, I've been dealing with it for years. What is the if I shoot a bird today? What's the wait time for you right now? Uh, you have three options, uh, and I, I say that because they all come with different dates. Option number one, it doesn't have a date. Doesn't have. I do not give a turnaround time, and it's eleven hundred bucks. It is the cheapest rate out there uh for my quality and and for what i produce uh to me that's the best deal but that's predicated upon you don't call me i call you uh i don't give you a turnaround if i want to take 16 months or i want to take six years that's on me i get to do that that's what that price comes at because some people don't mind the weight and they're okay with that but i let them know up front when they're choosing their price range uh, the next option is a year or less turnaround time, and that's at $1,500 for that. All these options come, bases and limbs are extra, depending on what they choose to put it on, because you never know, and the sky's right. the limit on that kind of stuff. But 1500 bucks for a year or less turnaround time. That's option number two. Now, third is expedite, and that's $2,000, which means I put you in the front of the list. And you get done in the order of the expedite list. And sometimes I just had a guy call me this morning. My expedite list is caught up. He's expediting an isolated turkey. Well, guess what? I'm mounting it next week because I don't have an expedited list right now. Mm-hmm. So expedite, but again, that's $2,000 too. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have three options. Uh, you can go from 1100 to 1500 or 2000 and it's all up to you. Uh, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people expedite. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. Most will do the year or less. 
Now, the reason why I kept the $1,100 option, you don't call me, I'll call you thing, is is because I still want to make it affordable. And I and some people think $1,100 is still not affordable, but in today's industry, that's very affordable uh, uh, for what people are charging. So, And I'd be honest with you, that's probably the lowest scale in our, yeah, our industry. Yeah, I would say, I mean, you're going to get, and I don't mean any disre- disrespect to anybody, but you're going to get, the least expensive you're going to find anywhere a turkey is going to be 500 bucks and that's going to be mm-hmm. a hack. I mean, and I don't mean any yep. disrespect, but yep. again, you get what you pay for. And I think that yep. you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody at the $500 range. So really. Kind oh, of I, and I tell of, people bare minimum at my business. And this is another insight. I love to let people know I've got right at 400 bucks in every turkey mount, just mm-hmm. personally. And a lot of people don't want to let that be known, but it helps give people an understanding. I've got so when you say four hundred, you've got, got that in the in the paint in the. In I've got the, that all my overhead. Mold. I've got mm-hmm. employees now that I mm-hmm. haven't even added into that. That's just taxes, supplies, in general, and and to run my uh, utilities, my business in general. Mm-hmm. That ain't count my employees, so I really got more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. So it helps people to see. Whenever they're making this, well, this guy's five hundred dollars. And I just, I'm like, great. I mean, if you love his work and he, and you've seen some of his work and you're good with that, I say go with it. I'm just telling you, be warned. You're probably gonna call me back later if you're expecting what you see on my website. You'll probably yeah. not get that. Right. So it's just a matter of educating people. But I give them options. Uh, and I'll be honest with that. You know, even the year or less turnaround. My normal is a year or less. Uh, I'm currently about, I'd say, f- fourteen months. So that eleven where I'm at right now. St- that eleven hundred dollar one right now. You're you're about fourteen months. Is that what you're saying? I don't even I don't even like to even add a a a, a date to it because that's the best part about that particular price. Right, it's just as what it is. It, it, to truth be known. Yeah, I'm about 14 months. Yeah. I just don't let them, you know, I just right. something. Well, that's what the 11. Don't call me back at 14. You said you was 14 months. No, that's that's the whole point of that. <laughs> you, that's the whole point one, of that. One more phone call and your, and your price bumps yep, to the, yep. to the whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I got so many more questions, but one I do definitely want to touch base on before we get off here is let's talk about that mount with the hen and the, you know, over clutch and man. Yeah. Tell, yeah, that turned out beautiful. Our listeners, that's a, listeners, go look at this thing. You know, that's it's, the second. I've done two of those over my lifetime, and the first time I did it, maybe the pictures you're talking about, uh, it was probably the most popular piece I've ever done. Um, and I have a lot of people requesting it to be reproduced. What's that I'll be honest with you, I don't want to price it so high to try to scare him away, but I, yeah, I did I it on my last customer, and I charged him, no joke, $3,000 for it, and he didn't bat an eye. I said, okay, I'm going to say five next time. <laughs> well, I'll, I, tell, you what, I'll just, tell you what number was in so, my head. Ten. Oh, yeah. Again, uh, I've, Dylan, I've done Dylan some pieces like that. That's the one with the with the clutch, and the. And I said, I bet that's a you know, $7,500 to $10,000. Yeah, is what, uh, that's I, probably I what I'll price you, it at next time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that I think three thousand is a steal, and if you do it for three thousand, oh, I, I totally agree. If you do it for three thousand, I want one. <laughs> yeah, I won't, and you won't get. <laughs> Dylan said he wants one too. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants. Well, before you know it, that's all I have to stop. That's why I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Pulse. Yeah, Golly, I get it. Man. So for our listeners out there, and again, you have it in your in your 
in your you know description down below of it. This yeah. thing is a it's a what what, what uh, species of bird is it? I don't remember. It was an eastern it was an eastern hen, bearded hen with her with her poults uh, in a nesting scene, uh, and I'm assuming the one that you may be look because I've only done two of them. This uh, one the had a first butterfly. one I did. Yep, yep. Uh, butterfly used to be one of my most common known things for you know like artists have their mark in their yep. in their yep. paintings hidden mm-hmm. somewhere. Well, butterfly used to be mine in competition days, uh, so that was always a. But there's a story that we don't have time to talk about. It's even behind the butterfly. Uh, so we're going to we're going to do another one of these. Yeah, we're going to have to, I, I, I hate to be rude, but it's, I know I got to cut it off because my wife, she's walking around the yard, throwing her arms up in the air. So yeah, <laughs> she's going, no, I'm not. But anyway, this, it, I'll give you five more minutes and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll just have to reschedule and keep doing that. I, I love yeah. this. I just, this is awesome. picking this the days is, and doing it. There are some podcasts that it's, it's more difficult than others to try and have a conversation. This this one has been super super easy. It's flowed, and yeah. we're going to have to do it again because we haven't even had. I a could chance do this for, all day. Yeah, and we <laughs> haven't even had a chance for our listeners to even look at, you know, on to your work. So um, I guess maybe it's a little teaser. Um, he's already yeah. you know, announced here. Yeah, for on sure the, on the podcast worldwide that uh, birds only is going to be beards only, and we're going to have a second. Yeah. We're going to do a second go. podcast, but but let's take these five minutes that we have. Um, okay. And talk a little bit more. Continue talking about this this mount because it is just well the mount itself. Uh, it was a, a competition piece that I come up with years ago, and I have a a book on all the species of wild turkeys that was uh, I've done. I already forgot the author's name. Forgive me, but he's now deceased. But he was like the the god of turkeys because uh, he he spent his whole life researching turkeys and this particular book had a nesting scene really close up really gave you very insightful looks of what a actually a, a hatching scene looked like and i said you know what i'm going to a competition with that oh, so it was i said i'm going to do that with a picture of an of an actual originally nesting. that's okay, where okay. the that's where my idea come from to do it and uh but cool. what was cool back in the tennessee titans day when we first got our nfl team I was sitting upstairs in my bonus room watching one of our games as a year. I think we went to the playoffs and actually with the Super Bowl. And I was sitting up there watching a the football game, mounting the pulse by hand uh, uh, while I was watching the, sh- the football game. I'll never forget it. But I had that book for my reference. I've always told everybody that I teach, you got to have reference to know what you're going after. Well, mm-hmm. that's very rare. So, to have that picture that I had and I actually recreate, I created that entire piece based off that one picture. As far as I had one coming out of the egg halfway out, I had one mm-hmm. hatching out of the egg. I had one's beak sticking through the egg. I had two that were already hatched, you know, overlooking watching the egg, yeah. other eggs being hatched. And then the mama hen overlooking all of it. And then standing behind all that was a long beard and full alert looking with his saddle up and fan up as if yeah, like so he's the one guarding I saw it only had the hen yes that was the last one then that was the last one i did and it well, was just a hen the overlooking the nest about. yeah it's on my website somewhere probably under the competitions uh yeah go to birds only um you'll see some older stuff in there too but it also keeps you current it uh i think directly to my 
Facebook page as well because that's where I keep all my current pictures and posts. Yep, birdsonlytaxidermy.com, all one word. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it was an epic piece. And from that piece, I've had requests to do it over and over. And it's, it's like the NWTF logo, the old one now. Uh, you know, I did a piece for that. I don't either. Don't even get me started. But anyways, on the, I did it for a a good friend and it was epic and it's on my website. It's out there. It it is beautiful. And I do a lot of re reproductions of that too. I've got one to do this year again already. Uh, That's cool. So it's a uh, pieces like that mark you if you do them right. Uh, yeah, I can I've, tell you. That's one of the most popular pieces I've got to do uh, in my lifetime. So very proud of it, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For our listeners, it's it's the one I the one he was describing. Uh, obviously, it's a it's a nesting scene. Both of the the two that he's done, but the one I saw only had the only had the the hen in it. But I mean, it's got and when and when. When John says poults, he's talking about the the babies, the eggs, the chicks, if you will, yeah. um, and they're being hatched. And I know in the description in there, um, they you, you got those from a turkey farm, I believe is what it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they weren't none of them were harmed, you know, for the you know. No. So that way, there's nobody out there going, well, man, some some hunter went out there and just you know. That's usually the first question he usually gets asked. That's why whenever I posted, I, I made that known right in the post right off the bat because it's general questions, you know. Most oh, did you kill them? You know those kind of questions. No, we didn't kill them. They all these are posts that died of natural causes from an actual chicken farm. Uh, all chickens and poults, believe it or not, actually look very similar. Uh, it's very easy to so those to are actually replicate. Yeah, no, these no these these particular ones that you saw come from a turkey farm. Oh, okay. Uh, right. So no, they weren't chickens. They're kind of even chickens are even more yellowish looking. Yeah. Versus well, our, we're gonna the poles, to, the turkeys. I know you got to get, but we're gonna have to do this again because I got I got another dozen questions at least to ask you. And uh, yeah, for sure. And I apologize for having to no. cut it off for so, so soon. It's that's just right. uh, no, we got a little. My wife had plans. And, yeah, and that's yeah. happy wife, happy life for well, sure. I tell you what, let's uh. Let's try to do this once a month at least, uh, yeah. or once every two weeks. I mean, Fridays are my best time to to shut myself down early in the morning like this. Uh, I try to relax on Fridays. Ever since I retired from my day job, I swore I wasn't going to do Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays ever again, working wise. Yeah. So, because <laughs> that's all I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, we'll uh, well hey, definitely make a point. Yeah, absolutely. And I just I want to tell you again, thank you very much for being on there on here and uh you know again for our listeners if you want to see world-class taxidermy for turkeys look no further uh birds only taxidermy soon to be beards only uh we're getting we're we're, dylan we're getting a reputation on here we had uh, ryan cheney on here a couple weeks ago he's a a elr shooter he just set the set the world record for two point three mile shot and then since that's been beat by just a few yards but then uh, the week that he was on, the weekend before that, he had gone to Texas and won the king of the mile and was the prince of the mile. And he said that there was a lady wow. that was in ninth place that uh, in competition, nobody had ever hit the two-mile mark um, more than one time. They get five shots at it. Nobody had ever hit the mark more than once, and she hit it three times to knock him out of first place. So, Wow. Yeah. Um, That's incredible. I can't even fathom yeah. that. 
Yeah, you should go on and listen to the podcast. It's just crazy. But anyway, he was on, um, and he said uh, he made the announcement on here. He said that he's retiring, and I just saw on his on his social media. I think it was yesterday that he made the announcement on his social media because our our podcast came out. He's like, I'm gonna wait till after, and I'll announce it on there. So, but uh, yeah, for our listeners out there, go to birdsonly.com or bird. Uh, is it birdsonly.com, John? Yep, birdsonlytaxidermy.com. Birdsonlytaxidermy. Soon to be beards only. And, there you uh, go. And are you on uh, Instagram or just? I'm on Instagram just, as yeah. well, but I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember the. It, yeah, I post on there and it we'll get automatically, the links of and course, post them. We'll get the links yeah. and stuff and put it on the comments down below. But And for our listeners out there, if you enjoyed this uh, podcast and any of the other ones that are out there, we greatly appreciate it. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we really appreciate it. We, uh, need your help to go out there and like subscribe share comment it absolutely helps us in our algorithms um, being second amendment we are pushed to the bottom and everything has to be organic so please go out there and like and subscribe if you like what you listen to here today with john and i and uh, john thank you very much i greatly hey, Kip, appreciate thank it. you man i really appreciate it uh absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it i, yeah, I look forward to doing pleasure. it again real For soon sure absolutely all right man thank you all everybody right. out there and god bless